It's time! Drew Doherty and John Harris have their white coats and their goggles on, and they're ready to talk Texans in a different sort of way. Uh, let's go in the lab. You smell that? You smell that? Not what's cooking in the lab. I'm talking about football. John, football has begun. This is Drew Doherty. You're John Harris. This is the In the Lab podcast. But our season has begun because it doesn't start on September whatever the heck. It starts basically off-season conditioning because the players are in the building. Yep. We met with them earlier today. Yep. Next week is the draft. Yep. Week after that will be rookie minicamp. Then after yep. that, it's OTAs. Yep. Boom, boom, boom. We've got football to cover, and it's nice. And it I'm, is nice. I'm happy to cover football. Can you smell what the football is cooking? Yes, former University of Miami defensive tackle yes, Dwayne he. Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock, says that or said that. But, uh, John, here's what we're going to do today. The draft is a week away. Wow. Nine days to be exact. Yeah, but you'll be in Nashville this time I'll be in week. Nashville Wednesday. Yeah, I'll leave on Wednesday. So it's we can still be, do it in the lab. We can still do it in the All lab. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, we can. But what we're going to do today is we're going to look at the overalls. You're like, what? You're talking about forming? You're talking about denim? No. Overalls. We're talking about the overall selections, meaning the Texans have a first-round pick. It's the 23rd overall pick. Right. They've got seven picks total right now. Some of them might be moved around before or during the draft. Sure. But we're going to roll with what they have right now, and we're going to look throughout history at the best player or players at that position. Kind of going to, not going to draft, but we're going to put together an all-time draft from the best uh, because that's a, what's what we do here on In the Lab. That's right. We geek out a little bit. And I've been studying, I know you've been studying this. I, I just looked at the first four, mm-hmm. 23, 54, 55, 86. Yeah. Like I, I looked at those four. And there are some years you go, whoa, if we hit that draft, we'll, we'll be in, in good spot. Mm-hmm. Then I look at some of them and go, oh, boy. That's going to be trouble. Now, I only got back through the last 12 years. I'm sure if I went back and continued to go back, it would be a little bit Well, I'll tell you this. I've, more thorough. I've done the research on all of them, and there are there have been great players taken in every single round mm-hmm. at that spot. Yeah. Not every single round, but at that spot and right. in every single round, but at, at every overall spot. And we're going to start at 220 overall, John. That's the seventh-round pick that the Texans own. It's – the Giants pick because they traded it to the Broncos, who then traded it with Demarius Thomas here. And so we've got that pick. It's a 220th overall pick. Can I interest you in Bucky Richardson? Oh, yes, you, you love, can. We all love Bucky Richardson, okay, every one of us. Bucky was a 220th overall pick. Now, there were players who had more accomplished careers, namely a guy named Andy Russell who was – Oh, one I, of one of the quieter members of linebacker. the Steel Curtain defense, a linebacker. That's right. He was taken 220th overall by Pittsburgh back in 1963. He played until 1976. Started 162 games. Yeah, he was supplanted by Jack Lambert. Yeah, picked off 18 passes. I mean, he was in seven Pro Bowls. He was a really good player. If you were to get a linebacker like that in this draft, I don't think they're going to do that, but. You're going to get a player like that in this draft, at 220th overall, home run. Here's the other aspect, Drew, to think about. 220 just gets you into the seventh round here, but mm-hmm. 220 back in 1963 yeah. was like round 18. Yep. 
It was because they, A, didn't have that many teams. It was the 16th and, round, yeah, back then. And it was just the NFL. It didn't, it didn't include the AFL. Right. Now, Andy Russell may have got drafted by the, NFL, uh, the AFL as well, but he was drafted um, by the NFL, which at the time I believe only had 14, 14, 14 to 16 teams. Mm-hmm. So 220 was like the 60th round, and he ended up being that kind of player. He's a great player. Let me give you one more stat, okay? Not to sorry to cut you off there, but seventy nine players have been drafted two hundred twentieth overall. How many? Seventy nine. Okay. Of those seventy nine, only thirty nine have actually actually played in an NFL game. I still think that number's high. Thirty nine of seventy nine, so less than half. It's right but, at about half. But that's actually. I mean, think about it though. You're talking about nowadays. You're talking about a seventh rounder. In previous days, like you just said, Andy Russell was a sixteenth rounder. Yeah. And made the squad. I think that's a high number, to be honest with you. I, I would – that number, it, that actually is higher than I would have thought. I would have thought it would have been much lower, especially in the world of seventh-rounders. I looked up last year's seventh-rounder. It was Seattle. Second pick of the second round, quarterback Alex Mago, mm-hmm. Florida International. Play quarterback for Seattle. Seattle's got themselves a quarterback and just resigned him. So I don't think we're going to see Alex anytime soon. But that was in 2018. Nine picks earlier. You know who went? Who? Jordan Thomas. Pretty good. So and you get a lot that, of production out of him. You think he's going to be a key component of your receiving mm-hmm. core, tight end core over the next four or five years? Yeah. So in that range, you can definitely you can definitely find. And you can also find guys like Lemansky Hall, Todd McNair, special team. Standouts, guys who, who you know made an impact and played and hung around the league for a little while. They were also taking two hundred twentieth. You get guys like that, you've really you've done well with that pick. You know who Lemansky? You know what Lemansky Hall's claim to fame is right now, in, in a sense. I loved him at Alabama as a linebacker. Good I was Oiler. I was a big fan of him. And he was a little Oiler. He's a defensive line coach at Clemson. Yeah. So they've got some defensive linemen. Yeah, he's had some players. So two twentieth overall. If you get a guy like Andy Russell, seven time Pro Bowl. Wow, home run. Okay, the sixth round pick is 195th overall. And John, not very appeasing, appetizing, whatever you want to say. What pick? Number what? 195 overall. 84 players have been 195th in the history of the NFL. Mm-hmm. And only 37 of them actually played in a game. Make that 36. 36 of have, have ever played in a game out of 84. But you know what? If you get a kicker like Fouad Reves, oh yeah, or Reves, yeah, he, he spent a decade in the league. He scored a lot of points. He was pretty good. Kurt Schultz, you know, mid mid to late nineties Buffalo Bill, solid player. Picked off thirty passes in his career. That gets you the that's that's twice as many as Jonathan Joseph and Kareem Jackson had, and they lead the franchise. That's pretty good. Get a guy like that. Kevin Long had a cup of coffee. Did pretty well. Played. Played some running back for the Jets. Was a comeback player of the year in the late 70s. Hmm. Solid player. But you know what? The big, bright, shining star at 195 overall came in the 2010 draft. Antonio Brown. Oh, that's right. 195th pick. Wow. Last year's 195th pick. I said 199 because I got Tom Brady in the brain. Mm -hmm. Because he was taking 199. The LA Rams took defensive tackle Sebastian Joseph Day. Out of Rutgers. Now, I don't think he made the ball club, I don't believe. But that was also because the Rams had taken – well, they signed Sue and they have Aaron Donald. But they also signed John Franklin Myers out of Stephen F. Austin, 
who was drafted at 135. So he was drafted a little bit earlier. So Sebastian Joseph Day was last year's pick at 195. Antonio Brown's a good one. It's mm-hmm. a great one. Uh, I, I've heard of him. Yeah. I've heard of him. He probably accounts for almost all the playing time at 195, I'm sure. So those are pretty good picks right there. Andy Russell and Antonio Brown, both Steelers picks. Yep. You move on to the fifth round. Texans had the have the 161st pick in okay. that one. And you could get some players, John. Guys, contributors like Lemuel Stinson, former Red Raider, played for the Bears, picked off 16 passes in his career. Only played about four or five years. You can do a little bit better. You can get a guy who had 37 picks, Dwayne Woodruff. Another Steeler. Steelers really did well in the seventies and sixties, picking in these these later rounds. Steelers were killing it. One of the things that the Steelers, the Steelers had a scout that really was was instrumental. And I mean, I could see him. I can't remember his name. I want to say his name was Bill Dunn, but I don't think that's or Bill Nunn. I don't think that's right though. But he he along with the Oakland Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs, those three teams did a great job in the sixties and seventies in finding players at HBCUs, off-the-beaten-path type places. You know, John Stallworth was picked in 1974, and he was kind of the, you know, was a player that the Steelers were considering in the first round, and they ended up going with Lynn Swan, and they were like, well, you know, you think everybody knows about, you know, John Stallworth, and everybody's like, nah, not really. And so they were able to get John Stallworth in the fourth round. In 1974 draft, the Steelers drafted Lynn Swan, Hall of Famer, Mike Webster, Hall of Famer, Jack Lambert, Hall of Famer, John Stallworth, Hall of Famer, in four rounds. It's not bad. That's pretty darn good. So they were able to do that, but they did a great job of mining the smaller schools and finding, and they had a scout that kind of would beat the bushes, so to speak, literally and figuratively, to go find players because he was finding them in these unbelievable places. You said pick 161. Now, last year's pick was – well, who was last year's pick? Uh, it was not somebody that I think has has made an impact. Uh, last oh, last year. year was Jermaine Carter. Carolina, yeah, Jermaine Carter. Naturally. Yeah. The year before that, though, is a guy that we get to face yeah. and has really, I think, played pretty well in his two years. It was a guy that I really liked out of Northwestern, Anthony Walker. Yeah. And he teams Solid with player. Darius Leonard. Those two guys do a really nice job there in Indianapolis. And you got Anthony Walker at 161. He's going to be a starter in, in Indianapolis for a while. Yeah. So I brought up those two names, Dwayne Woodruff, Lemuel Stinson. You also got Noah Jackson. He he spent a decade in the league playing, starting a guard for the Bears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The These are names that he I don't blocked, he blocked for um he blocked for Walter Payton, I believe. Yes. But left before they actually won the Super Bowl. Yep. Who is a greater three amigos? Martin Short, Chevy Chase, and Steve Martin, or Ricky Natil, Vance Johnson, and this one under sixty first pick, Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson, heck of a player. Vance Joseph. Or I mean Vance, Vance Joseph. Johnson, yeah. Vance Johnson. Um, the three amigos were fun to watch. Really, really fun to watch. NFL Films presents does a great did a great two part segment on Vance Johnson and what he's come from. But Ricky Natil, Mark Jackson with that big catch on the drive in 1986. He's at 161, huh? Yeah, but you know what? He's not even the best pass catcher at 161 because I think the best pass catcher, the best player at 161 overall, was six foot eight inch. Harold Carmichael, Carmichael, who caught 79 career touchdowns in the 70s and early 80s. He was picked in 71 by the Eagles out of Saginaw Valley State. Man, you can do a whole lot worse than that guy at 161. I mean, the centerpiece as far as catching the ball of those Eagles teams. Yeah, he was was Jaws' go-to guy. And I remember growing up, that was one of the first receivers I ever noticed because he was so big. Yeah. And you just think about it now, like, we don't have 6'8 wide receivers. There's one guy coming from Stetson who's 6'9", 
who's part tight end, part wide receiver, could be very interesting. And he he looks a lot like Harold Carmichael on in the field, just size wise, length, all that kind of stuff. So one sixty one, get some players there. One sixty one, as we mentioned, Anthony Walker a couple years ago is a guy we get to see with the Colts. So that then there's the big gap. Well, hold on though. Well, you're not so, done. I'm not done because done we were talking about at one sixty one. There have been there have been eighty five players chosen. Now. The percentages are getting better as the higher you go up the draft. Sure. Of the 85, 49 played in a game. So hmm. better than half there. Good but number. it's creeping up a little bit. But, yeah, those are some of the players at 161. And now you – let's go into what you were saying. There's a gap. 161, that's your fifth-round pick. Before that, you're picking in the third round. You don't have a fourth-rounder. I do think that Brian Gaines is going to go find a fourth-rounder somehow. Somehow, some way. I don't know exactly how he's going to do it, but I think he's going to find a fourth-rounder somewhere. I don't know what he's going to do to do it, but I think he's going to get there. Well, we'll look about it and look at it then when it happens, if it happens. Right. But at 86 overall. Oh, man, this is salty. Holy cow. This is pretty salty. Really, really, really good players have been taken at 86 overall. Like Hall of Fame kicker Morton Anderson. Like Hall of Fame wide receiver Andre Reid. Teddy Bruschi, linebacker with the, uh, the Patriots. He was pretty darn good. Marshall Yanda, excellent offensive lineman for the Ravens all those years. Bertrand Berry, kind of a quiet, underrated name, had 65 sacks in his career. A guy named Joe Schmidt, played uh, linebacker. Lions. Lions. Yeah, for the Lions. And you know what? I kind of think he was in one of our drafts last year. Uh, no, he was not uh, for something, but he wasn't. Played for the Steelers. He was an all-pro all over the place, but in the Hall of Fame. But John, I think the greatest of the 86th overall picks, a guy who the Texans wouldn't mind having, Jackie Slater, Hall of Fame tackle for the Rams. Picked in 76. Played till 95, John. 1976 to 1995. 259 games, 211 starts. There are a few uh, closer to us time-wise uh-huh. that I think are pretty salty. Now, you mentioned Hall of Famers. Yeah, I'm saying like the tippy-tippy top, yeah, yeah, cream yeah, 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 with yeah. a crop. But yeah, later. Do you think that Marshall Yonda will one day get Hall of Fame consideration? I think he will. He was taken at 86. He is arguably the best guard in all professional football. Yep. He was taken at 86. Yep. Three years ago, 2016, once the Detroit Lions drafted Amir Abdullah and the Cardinals were still looking for a running back, the Arizona Cardinals drafted David Johnson. Yeah. And then the very next year, now he's kind of been a little star-crossed off the field, but... Well, Johnson was 15. Not Johnson. I know, Johnson was 15. Oh, Johnson, 15. Sorry, 15. 17. 17. Yeah. Two years later. Uh, in 2017, Kareem Hunt was taken by the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, obviously, we know his issues off the field. He's sitting out the first eight games with the suspension, but he was picked up by the Cleveland Browns. There's a lot of excitement about that as he goes back to Ohio where he put his college ball. So, 86, pretty darn salty. Yeah, and last year's pick was Mark Andrews, the tight end. And he's going to career. Yeah, I think he's going to be pretty good, too. Yeah, he's going to be pretty good. So, he's yeah. going to be very good. So, 86, pretty sweet good. spot. Yeah, but sweet you move spot. on to the second round. you got two there, 55 and 54. So, let's start at 55, John. I hope historically – this has been a good number, these two. But the last eight to ten years, I, I can find a couple of players, but nothing I'm like, oh, man, 
yeah, really, really good. It's really kind of odd. Yeah. If you look at it, I mean, there's been guys like Joe Juravicious is a name that most people know. Twenty nine career touchdown catches. You got uh, William Gay from 1978 to 88 with Denver. He was taken there. He had mm-hmm. 44 and a half sacks out of USC. Andrew Whitworth, man. Oh, yeah. Heck of a tackle, still playing. Uh, nobody's played more games or started more games being picked 55th overall than Andrew Whitworth. You also got Doug Van Horn. He was pretty good back in the day. But uh, you got a Hall of Famer, John. And do you know much about Stan Jones? 55? Yeah, he's picked in 54, 1954, that is, out of Maryland. And uh, he was a three-time All-Pro, played from 54 to 66, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Played for who? He's a bear. It sounds familiar, but Stan Jones is, I don't know. Interior defensive lineman, so he must have done something right. Stan Jones. Vance McDonald from Rice, he's had a good career. He's been a good player. He's a 55th overall pick. Max Williams, Baltimore tight end. Yep. Eh, you know. He's been not great. No. Tyler Boyd, he was picked here. He's been a good player. Mm-hmm. He's been a decent player for Cincinnati. He is what he is. He's a he's number two receiver. Beyond A.J. Green. If he could stay healthy, Sean Lee, man, that's that's a heck of a player. That's right the there. one that that's the one I'm like, yeah, that that's a that's a good one right there. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one. Yeah. So fifty five, we've had some players. The best of them is a Hall of Famer named Stan Jones, who was picked in the Eisenhower administration, so we don't know too much about him. <laughs> Um, no disrespect, Stan Jones, but you get our vote because, hey, if you've got a, a yellow jacket, you get our vote. At 54, John, all time, the percentages say you're going to play because 89 guys have been chosen at 54th and 76 of those 89 have played. Okay? Yep. But you've got some really solid, salty players. Remember Bernard Pollard? He was picked there. A 54. Yeah, he was solid. He was solid. Carlos Dunlap, he's a 54th overall pick. He's got yep. 72 and a half sacks. Also with a bunch of sacks, Phil Hansen, 61 and a half. He was in Buffalo from 91 to 2001. Yeah, he was with those good Buffalo teams. He was kind of the uh, third rusher with Bruce Smith. Uh, actually, I should say third rusher. He was in that group with the Bills. Mm-hmm. Really good 90s linebacker for the Cowboys when they won those Super Bowls. Darren Smith, solid player. Darren Smith was a heck of a player. He was picked 54th. Really good player. Very good. Uh, Bill Pickle, good name. Nose tackle from 83 to 94. Pickel, yeah. 56 sacks. And then the best of the best, I think, is Anquan Bolden. 82 career touchdowns for Bolden. Uh, I left out Sammy White. Sorry, Sammy White. One of the greatest high school football players I ever saw. Anquan Bolden Anquan or Sammy Bolden. White? A great NFL player, Anquan Bolden. <laughs> yeah, not Sammy White. Anquan <laughs> Bolden was phenomenal. As a high school player, he played quarterback in safety. I saw him in a championship game in 1998. Uh, unbelievable. Just incredible. He went to Pahokee High School, and which is a the it's Pahokee and Bell Glades. And Bell Glades has spit out a ton of players. Pahokee has as well. But I remember seeing Anquan, holy smokes. He could throw it about 80 yards and hit everything that moved. <laughs> then he became a receiver and had a good, solid career as a receiver in college, but nothing like he had in the NFL. He had a great career. I hope he ends up going to the NFL. He was a tremendous football player. All right, let's move on. 89 players have been chosen 23rd overall. 89. 79 of them have suited up at least once in an NFL game. Man, I'd like to know what happened to those other 10. Yeah. Uh, last year's was Isaiah Wynn. Didn't get to play. 
uh, New England drafted him. I would. I love that pick for New England, though. I loved Isaiah Wynn, and I love that pick for them. He's going to end up being a good player for them for a long time. Four Hall of Famers have been chosen 23rd overall. Um, Willis McGahey was also chosen 23rd overall. He was not a Hall of Famer, but he had a pretty gar- darn good career. He did. Career. Antoine Smith, the running back from U of H, 23rd overall. Wow. Really good NFL career. He's got some Super Bowl rings. Lance Rensel, he had some uh, good times in the NFL, 38 career touchdown catches. Lewis Lips, remember him? Yes. Pittsburgh Steeler, yeah, he was 23rd overall. Our old defensive line coach who once wrestled a bear, Bill Kolar, senior bowl MVP back in the day. Was taking a 23? Yes, he was by wow. the Bengals. Yes. Riley Reef, Rife, he's a uh, 23rd overall pick. Good offensive lineman. Antoine Winfield. Bruce Armstrong, those are pretty good names. Jim Jeffcoat, Dallas Cowboy, he played in 227 games in his career. He was picked in 83, didn't retire until 97. But I think the best of the best, you got punter Ray Guy. He was a 23rd overall pick for the Raiders. Hopefully Shane Leckler joins him in the hall one day. Think about that. The Raiders, I I don't know that any organization that I can remember so I don't want to speak out of turn, but I don't remember any other organization that has taken a kicker and a punter in the first round like the Raiders. Yeah. The Raiders it's, took it's Ray gamblers. Guy in uh, whatever they took Ray Guy in the first round. They also took Sebastian Janikowski yeah. in 2000. Ray Guy was 73. Yeah, and they took Sebastian Janikowski in 2000. I remember people like, what are they doing? But they had lost so many close games the year before, and then Sebastian comes in and just bombed it. I mean, he had a great career. I don't know if he had a Hall of Fame career. But he had a tremendous, tremendous career. Uh, we were talking to JJ. It was interesting thinking about Sebastian Janikowski. He showed up at Shane Leckler's retirement party. Sure. Because those two had been together for such a long time. You talk about They're being tight, solid right? at kicker yeah. and punter. Those two were solid at kicker and punter. It was about wow. the only spot they were solid after yep. everything fell apart. Yeah, exactly Super right. Warriors. Those two, you could always count on them, but not much else, sadly, for, for Raiders fans. Uh, Ty Law is in the Hall of Fame as well. He was taken 23rd overall. Ooh. 53 career picks. Just voted in. What a career. You also got uh, Bill George, a linebacker from the Bears. 52 to, 50 to 66. He played a long time. But I think the best of them all at 23rd overall, Ozzie Newsome, man. Wow, he's a 23. 78 to 90. He was mm. a good tight end. 47 career touchdown catches, 8,000 yards nearly, 7,980 yards. And then he's just retired as a general manager, and he's one of the best to ever do that for the Ravens. Yep. So he's he's a Hall of Famer all the way around. I thought about that the other day, uh, Drew, and I was watching I was watching a football life on Troy Aikman, and Troy's in as a player, and as an announcer, I think Troy's good. I think he's good. I don't think he's great. I think he's yeah. good. Um, I I think I would actually rather listen to Aikman sometimes than than Collinsworth. I think some sometimes Collinsworth gives off a little bit of Smartest guy in the room, sort of vibe. And I'll take Romo over both of them. And Romo's very good. I'll take Tony Romo over them. I wondered, can you make the Hall of Fame in two different ways? Can you make it as a player, or or, or once you're in the Hall of Fame, are you I in? Don't, I, that's a great. I don't think you can. I I think your problem once you're in. Once you're, you're in, in, you're in. Yeah. It's just John Madden's in as the coach, but also as contributor to the game because obviously the Madden game, all that kind of stuff. But I thought about that with Aikman. Could he get in? Well, as, and as a voice, John. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you could make the case he deserves to be in for three different reasons. But I guess once you're in, you're in. Yeah. 
they don't say Troy Aikman goes into the announcing wing and he's also in the players' wing. Hall of Fame's got a really cool thing. I saw this the other day. It was uh, David Baker, who is the the president of the Hall of Fame. It's a giant of a man, too. He's massive. Anyhow, he was in he was in the room with all the busts, mm-hmm. and he had an iPad, and he put the iPad on. It was on John Madden's face, and he put the iPad on his bust, and the bust started talking. Really? It was the coolest augmented reality I've ever seen. I was like, whoa. Huh. The bust was literally talking, and... Because I've watched so much NFL films, you probably recognize this too. It was a speech I had heard, not a speech, but it was a, it was an answer to a question that I had heard him talk about before. Like I'd heard it before, but it was so cool that you could put it on, on the bus, and then the bus started talking. It is cool. It was really, really neat. But anyhow, a lot of good Hall of Famers at those positions. Boy, it would be great if 24, 23, 54, 55, 86. If the Texans got one Hall of Famer out of that, but man, that's that's asking a lot. That's asking a lot. We're just talking about finding really good football players that you can find. And look, if you get, of those four picks, if you get two of them right off the bat that really step in and impact the team in 2019, it's a good draft. It goes back to my point earlier, Drew, when you were talking about the players that were picked at 220. 79 players, 39 of them saw the field. That's an amazing number. Yeah, That's an amazing number. To think that many players in those rounds, seventh round or later, they found their way onto on to the field. They found their way out there. I mean, I know a lot of people think that 100 percent of these picks find the field in some way, shape, or form, but no they don't. Way. It just doesn't. It doesn't happen. It does. I mean, the math doesn't allow it to. You have 254 players that end up being drafted. Uh, let's see how many. I think 254 was the number last. Well, think about year. it here in in that seventh round, the 220. The Texans took guys named Alan Bonner and Nick Mondek. In recent memory, yeah, those guys never played it down. No, exactly. Last year, there were 256 guys. Mr. Irrelevant last year, Trey Quinn from SMU. Yeah, He fought his way on the field. We saw him. Yeah, We played against him. It's just amazing, though. That That's that's unusual. There are other names in the seventh round. I look at it and go, none of these guys really are, are doing anything. A lot of these guys didn't even make rosters. Some of them did. Some seventh-rounders ended up making it. Some guys are backups in certain spots, but some will never play in a game. 39 out of 79, basically 50%, is an exceptional number. It's really good. To my point of if these four first, the, the four day one, day two picks, 23, 54, 55, 86, if we get two players out of that, it will be a successful draft. It will be a successful draft. Now you want more because everybody wants what the Colts had last year. The Colts had Quentin Nelson, and they had Darius Leonard, and they had Braden Smith. Everybody wants what the Colts had. Who doesn't? Who doesn't want two All-Pros, the Defensive Rookie of the Year, arguably the best offensive lineman that's come in the game in a long time, and a 10-12 to 12 year start? Everybody wants that in the first round, but that is rare. Yeah. That is rare. If we get two of these guys to come in and impact the team in 2019, and then maybe a third guy comes along in due time and gives them a couple of solid years, that will be a successful draft. That will be a successful draft. And this has been the overalls. So overall, if you were to draft the best player at the 23rd, 54th, 55th, 86th, 161st, 195th, and 220th, you'd wind up with guys like Ozzie Newsom, Anquan Bolden, Hall of Fame offensive lineman Stan Jones, Hall of Fame offensive lineman Jackie Slater, he wasn't in the Hall of Fame, but he caught a lot of touchdowns. Harold Carmichael, yep, not in the Hall of Fame, but probably will be someday. Antonio Brown. And then Andy Russell, he's a cornerstone piece, starting off with at the start of the uh, the Steel Curtain dynasty. How about that? It's pretty good. 
John, let's do one more in the lab before the draft, and then we're going to have to talk differently, won't we? We will. We'll have to talk a little bit differently. We'll talk about the success the Texans have with these picks, and hopefully they will have them, and then we'll see them at the rookie minicamp. But, yeah, let's do in the lab before you go to Nashville. Uh-huh. I'm staying here. Um, I'm not going to tell you this time that I'm envious. Usually if you're going to Nashville, I'd be envious, but it's draft time, so I like being in Houston. But let's do one more before you take off for Nashville, and we'll do that next week. Word to your mother. <laughs> 